Hey there, roommates. Welcome back to Read the Room Podcasts. This is Embria. And this is Merv. Um, hi, everybody. So last week we didn't post an episode yep. because we felt like we wanted to read the room. Yeah. And that was inappropriate. It was a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of chaos, sadness. It's just like, y'all probably don't want to listen to us talk. Exactly. Right now, you want to listen to your thoughts. Exactly. We didn't want to be promoting, you know, our podcast. Yeah, like, hey, y'all, are... go listen to us talk about right. some other stuff that's nowhere near as important. So right. now we have thoughts about that and everything that's been going on. So we figure it would be better to come back now. Yeah. So as you guys all know... Unfortunately, within the last like two weeks, um, there was a big case with uh, George Floyd um, passing away at the hands of law enforcement over a presumed bad $20 bill. Yeah, and then they say that they don't even know for sure whether it was bad. Right. But that, um, what is it, Minnesota has a law or maybe it's Minneapolis has a city ordinance or something where if someone presents a fraudulent bill, you have to call the police. And then they come and I guess do whatever they do right. which is a trash law exactly to begin with but regardless bad check or not it ended up with him you know being or his neck being kind of like knelt on did you for, watch the video i i was forced i wasn't trying to watch it i was like it's too much i've seen especially after um uh, Ahmad's. yeah that was Oh, terrible. baby. That I was... didn't want to watch anymore, but I was watching the news and they, they happened to play it. They didn't okay. play the whole thing, but like. What, was it, what channel? Was it ABC? Oh, I forgot what channel. Okay, I because they were the... showing a little clip thing and I also was trying not to watch yeah. it, but I'm like, oh I my saw God. the clip, yeah, yeah. Of him like saying, like, please, you know, I can't breathe. That is know? terrible. And you think about it. Okay, so it was how many minutes? Like eight to nine minutes, eight minutes they say? Eight and 46 seconds. You know how much stuff you can do in that time? A lot. That's like half of people's 15 minute break exactly. at work. Like, exactly. That's a long time. Yeah. My, my issue with, I have a lot of issues with the police. But in this particular um, instance, my issue with the police is when someone's saying, like, I can't breathe, he's already restrained. Yeah. What, what's the logic be- behind putting your knee on someone's neck and keeping it there when they're already restrained? And then they also showed a video before he even was on the ground of them like fighting him yeah, in the car, not and fighting stuff, him, beating, beating him, him in the car, he had handcuffs on. So at that point, at that point, you're just taking it too far. Yeah, over a, a, a fake twenty dollar bill, bro. Are you kidding me? Slide him the twenty and keep it moving. But it's also like, um, I don't know. The whole thing is just, there's a lot of little intricacies that make it even more frustrating. For example, the fact that it's rumored that they knew each other. The George Floyd and the, okay, I heard that it wasn't that they knew each other for 17 years, that the officer worked there for 17 years and that George Floyd worked there for like a year. But if I seen you over a year, like I at least know you, or even if we didn't work the same shifts, whatever the case may be, like we... Would have. We're in the same realm, same vicinity, you know. Yeah. And the um, owner, she actually confirmed that they knew each other. So in that case, I feel like if it's in the club, was it even that big? To it where, couldn't like, have been that big. You would never see, you know. It couldn't have been that big. So we're not talking stadium size club. It's like they're sitting at the table yeah. like us at the if staff you, meeting. If you, you, if knew you are a police officer by day, you ain't working no big club at night. No. Come on now, especially not in no Minnesota. Yeah. So 
I also saw an interview by the owner of the club saying that the police officer, she has seen him interacting with black people in a bit more stronger way. I mean, yeah. Doesn't he have like 17 complaints against him? He has complaints against him. He shot other people. They were people of color too. Not black people, but people of color. And yeah, he clearly was a problem. That's that unconscious bias. Yeah. Or maybe hell, it might be At this point, after... Your your knee has been on somebody's neck for eight to nine minutes. I'm feeling like it's getting a little conscious yeah. there. But for the instances in the past, p- people probably argued that's unconscious bias. But I feel like... Yeah, I think for him it's definitely conscious bias. At this point, good. after two minutes, okay, three minutes, you at the whatever Child. minute mark, what? I put, I put them cuffs on you. Let's go ahead and get out. Let's go to the station and book you. That's at what I'm that- trying to figure out what was going on in, in in that moment for them to be around for so long to where he can get beat up and then end up dying. Yeah. It's just like... I don't understand the... I don't understand series of mentality. That's why I always refer to them as stupid. Because <laughs> I'm dead serious. I don't think police are smart people. Yeah. Because what they do never make any sense. Like, when someone's running away from you, you shoot them because you're scared. How are you How scared are you when scared? someone's running away from you? Yeah. Someone's laying on the ground, restrained. What is the purpose of you putting your your knee on their neck? Yeah, you know, one plus one does not equal two in these situations. Not it's. I think they're that, not smart. I feel like we need to take a deeper look as a society, and I'm seeing articles about some states and some cities that are looking at the police like, "Are y'all doing your job? Are you serving your purpose?" Because I think that a lot of times it's a power thing. Yes, it's an individual. Who, and I can't typecast every single police officer, right. but I feel like a lot of them have the characteristics of somebody who was a lame before. Talk about it. They didn't have any, I don't know, power, authority. authority. Yeah. They lacked a certain stature. Yeah. But then when they get the badge and they mm-hmm. get the uniform, it's like, okay, I'm in control now. Yeah. It's like... And I think people intentionally go that route because they know police are not held to any standard of any sort. That's the thing. You kill someone, it's like, oh, maybe he was scared, you know, maybe, you know, whatever the I case fear. They be. always fear for their life, and I just don't understand. And I think we've discussed this before. For police officers to, for officers to always say that they fear for their life, yeah. knowing that if a pedestrian kills a police officer... It's over for them. That's all you are, they have. That's capital murder, right? That's off, like you, right off the you bat. You instantly, like, yeah. there's a presumption against you. Yeah. So the average person in their right mind is not about to harm a police exactly. officer. Then the next question is, are they in their right mind? If they're not, that's a whole separate thing. Yeah. But you should know the difference between one and the other. And I feel like they just maximize on the fact that they can say oh i was scared you (laughs) you're the person who's supposed to be upholding the law you're the person who's enforcing the law and you're scared that's what i'm saying if you're not ready to lay your life on the line do not become a a police officer your job title is to serve and to protect protect and, and that comes unfortunately with the possibility of dying and you have to be able to take that on it does but you know what it just the the thing, the thought of the fact that the police are supposed to serve and protect. Okay, say I go to the store with a fraudulent twenty dollar bill. Yeah. Who, who, who am I harming? <laughs> who are you protecting? Just don't give me the stuff. 
Just don't give me the and stuff. Like, are you protecting everybody else in the store? Like, oh, she got a fake 20. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. She's she's serving fake 20s. Like, you're not protecting anyone. Nope. At that point, you're just overdoing it. Yeah. Like, is it that serious? That's why I think, like, even before I got to the police officers, this whole situation is on Officer Derek, whatever his name is. But... It did not need to escalate that far to begin with. Could I me? Mean, that's the thing. When I used to work at, I used to work at Dollar Tree. First of all, everything was a dollar, so a lot of people weren't that were stealing up in there. <laughs> but if someone gave me a fake twenty, bro, I'm twenty your stuff back. Like you can leave. I'm not about to ring you up. That- I'm not about to call the police and do all. I probably, I'll probably tell my manager. They'll come out like, "Sir, you have to leave," or "Ma'am, you have to leave." But it's I'm that not going to call the police because you got a fake twenty, girl. I don't care. It's that simple. I don't care. I can't e- the. The thought that there is a law out there that says if somebody presents fake money, call the police. Yeah. That's sick to me. It but is. that is also a symptom of the legal system as we know it. These laws were created by a certain type of people okay. to serve a certain type of people. And the same type of people end up on the other end of it. End up on the receiving end of these made up. <laughs> silly laws and I'm you know I can't speak too strongly against the law because I'm supposed to be upholding, upholding it, it. <laughs> but you understand what I'm yeah, saying like and I don't think I also don't think that because something is a law right now that that means that it's morally morally or, correct or because you think about it slavery was the law segregation was the Being law three-fifths of a person which is three-fifths wild Three-fifths of a person was a law. And those were things that people followed. So I feel like you're either ahead of the law or you're behind it. Just because we acknowledge that something, some law is unjust and ought not to exist, that doesn't mean that we're wrong. Right. We're just ahead of it. And eventually y'all will catch up. And it's sad that it takes such extreme circumstances like this for people to wake up. But here we are. Again. And we're probably going to be here again in six months, uh, 12, 12 months, 14 months. It's not going to stop because the system is not going to change because it's working as it should be. Okay. Speaking of um, laws and working as they should be, there are people who are protesting. Yes. And it's giving, it, it is giving me life. Me too. Like it. I'm living vicariously through them. It brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see people out there on the front lines yeah. doing it because everyone says like oh no like there are other ways to go about it there is not we've tried the okay sit down have a meeting talk about it let's draft yes. some legislation let's talk about what the community needs right. and it's always oh okay well not right now or just wait until later exactly. or we don't have enough support exactly it's not until people are messing with your daily mm-hmm. life that you see wow they're really pressed about this because, as they always say, there are two Americas. Yeah. There's white America and there's everybody else. Yeah. In our America, these things affect us every single day. Mm-hmm. There's not a day. Every single day you see, like, these inequalities right. and, like, all these things. But in their America, they can silence that. Yeah. They can turn off their phone and not see a <laughs> single thing and that's crazy yeah. to me i was i was texting some people about like what's going on and then professionally and all these things and my sentiment is like read the room we are out here pressed but if you think about it not everybody's in the same room their room is probably peaceful and calm yeah they going on about the day they're thinking about coachella they thinking about <laughs> the next festival they thinking about when they're gonna get the haircut you know that's at what the they're pool thinking about. yeah we're thinking about 
who is going to die next? Who is going to be the next hashtag? Literally, will it be me? Will I s- slip up and say something right. and then I'm all of a sudden in a bind? Like, is right. We live two totally different lives and it is sickening. Yeah. And that's why, like, I don't understand why they have so much to say. <laughs> you don't know what's going on on this side, so why are you talking? Okay, explain it. You're saying now people are speaking up about, like... Against everything that, you know, the black and sometimes the POC communities are doing as far as the protests are concerned. Oh, you're saying they're mad about the manner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're like like you mentioned earlier, they're mad about that. It's like, what, okay, all of a sudden you have a... Uh, a stance on protesting on a stance on police a stance on girl we don't care because your your opinions don't matter girl who is asking um clarissa and them like what they think about anything we don't care we don't care ma'am like seriously you mentioned a you mentioned a great point because one thing that frustrates me about it is okay george floyd was killed we all saw that we were there's no if ands or buts about it there's no there's no moral there's nothing (laughs) no question there's nothing political about it too because you know some workplaces are like we like to stay out of political things what is political (laughs) about okay a black man was killed by a police officer okay that happened we are sad we are mourning we're trying to figure it out People are quiet. We starting to get a little angry. We getting riled up. People are mm, relatively quiet. Then it starts getting buck. And it's like, <laughs> this is not how to go right. about it. Okay, so why weren't you outraged yeah. about the fact that someone was killed by an individual who's in the community to serve and protect? You on, weren't on our taxpayer dollars. That's our, our employees. You pay for somebody to go and kill a black man. And you wasn't outraged, but then somebody busts a window at your local store, and it's like, this is not how you're supposed to go about it. So how it's is like, it then? Since you have all the answers, what's the correct <laughs> way? That's <laughs> because, like you mentioned, legislative don't get passed. We're quiet. Nothing happens. Now we mad as fuck, and, and then, then it's like to say they're like, uh. I actually have a friend whose employer, and of course I'm not going to say whose employer, but right. I have a friend whose employer didn't say anything until like 12 days after he was killed. And in the email, they mention you're probably um, experiencing this by the way that your neighborhoods are probably affected. They like mention the mental, but they also mention the physical destruction. Yeah. And I just think if you have waited until all the physical destruction has gone on to say something to the extent you need to appease them. Like you're probably so mad because you can't go to your local Starbucks right, right now. That's messed up. That's, yeah. You've missed the mark mm-hmm. at that point. If you're talking about that, like even in such a uh, tumultuous times, you found a way to center whiteness yep. in that email about people being upset about police brutality against a black man. You've yeah. missed the mark. Yeah. Completely. It sounds a lot like how abusers treat their victims. Uh, but here we are. We are the press versus the oppressors. It's exactly like that. It's manipulation at its finest. Yeah. Then you also find um, some employers who are kind of itching around it. Like the community of color and people of color. It's okay no. to say black. Like no. I don't know why people feel like it's such a sensitive thing. Yeah, that's what I, 
I don't understand. Like, yo, we're we're black. We call y'all white people. Y'all can call us black, black people. people. Like, but I think that it makes it softer. It's like, okay, I know that the community of color is um, sad right now because that includes Latinos and the Asian community yeah, as well. Nah, boo. And it's, it's the black people. We're mad. So, and it's affecting our community community disproportionately, even in the POC community. Yeah, okay. That they like to put us a part of. Even in that community, we still get the short end of the stick every single time. Every single time. So it's like, if you're not calling the spade a spade, then get out of my face. Yeah, you see, okay, we're in Chicago for any listener who isn't yeah. aware. There was, um, there was some crime happening from the Latino community to yeah. the black community. So everyone was saying, Allegedly, they told the police department, like, don't worry about policing over here. The looters aren't going to get us. So right. they were standing out in the street and they were basically just targeting anybody black. I believe they killed someone who was oh with their gosh. child. That's what, but like, I, I don't know the, yeah. I don't know the background facts or anything, but basically they were just overdoing it. Yeah. Mind you, it's supposed to be POC solidarity. It's supposed to be we together. We're stronger together. And I do believe we're stronger together, but. We're the only what, ones to believe it. What are y'all doing? Yeah. We're the only ones to believe it's it. It's only we're stronger together when we are supporting some other community. Mm-hmm. But then when we need support, like... Or when we're winning in the side. Oh, the POC community. We know they start bringing us in when it's accomplishments. When, oh, when my it, gosh. But when it's stuff like this, it's like, no, nah, that, that's the, the niggas, the negroes, whatever they be calling us. Yeah. It, it's, it's separate all of a sudden. Yeah. There's no POC. I don't believe in POC solidarity, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I just don't. I, I, it's either you're, 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 it, I'm all for black people, period. And until we get our things then I'm going to start thinking about y'all. Even though I do it anyway, but like my main focus is on black people, period. Because we don't get the same consideration or care from anybody else. We don't. And it's so sad because naturally we are such an inclusive group. Unfortunately. Right. unfortunate. And don't get me wrong. um, There's ignorant people in every group. Yeah, for sure. But think about it. If it was a group full of black people and then there was one Asian girl, everybody like, hey, you the Asian girl. Or there's a white girl. Hey, she comes around us because we appreciate people who appreciate us because yeah. that happens so infrequently. Yeah. That, I think that that's why, and I, uh, disagree with this concept, but I think that's why people are like, oh, he's invited to the barbecue. Ooh, She's invited. No. First of all, I hate that, but I think that the reason people do it is because they're so used to people not liking us. Yeah. That they're like, wow, you like us. You appreciate us. Honestly, I'm calling the cops cool. on that barbecue. I'm dead serious. I'm calling the cops on that barbecue. Y'all are inviting way too many people. I think that, look, and this is probably a realization for a lot of people who've uh, sent out barbecue (laughs) invites. Where were those people that you was invited to the barbecue? Did they bring their stuff? Right. Okay? Or did they come empty-handed? Because a lot of people have not... They're going to come and enjoy the food. They're going to, you know, all of a sudden all the hot links are gone. (laughs) They didn't bring anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how it was not hot luck, baby boo, but you know, all the hot links are suddenly gone. Boop. Make it make sense. Boop. I think, yeah, this is a lot. Okay, I personally don't have a lot of white friends. Um, I think just a symptom of, I don't know, a lot of things. But I think that for people who do have a lot of white friends and their crew is a lot of white people, it's probably been a wake up moment for them. Yeah. Like, Oh, wow. A lot of people might be having the realization, you don't like black people, you like like me. me, Which is a problem in itself. And another thing is, um, 
when it comes to having like a majority non-black French friend group, if you have to ask your friends their thoughts on this or to say something, then okay, that tells you everything you need to know about that person because you should be as equally mad that someone lost their life. Yeah. Okay, that's why we're mad. We're mad that people keep losing their lives, and unfortunately, it keeps happening to the same demographic. Yes, it's the life part. That's yeah. what we're mad at. <laughs> that and that, someone's no longer alive, and you can't question that. There is no, I, there's th- no gray maybe, area. There's absolutely there's no, no gray area. And I don't think there's no gray area in this period. <laughs> and I posted this on my LinkedIn. It's like, you're either with us or you're against us. There's no, or you're in there's our no way. middle. If you're in the middle, you with them and you're automatically the ops. Yeah. Cause like, what are they doing on that side that is moral? That is ethical? <laughs> What's more about a police force that came from um, slave patrol? Okay, let's talk about what, it. What is more about that? Brute boss history lesson for anyone who wasn't up on that. Yeah, that's where the police department came from. They were there to enforce slavery. Yeah, they're Runaway basically bounty hunters. That's what at, they were. At, and then over time, as we started getting quote-unquote rights... They had to kind of switch quote, up the game. Unquote, they right, had to switch up the game. Had to be strategic in how they presented themselves. Yeah, that's how they became the server and protectors when they used to just like slay us. I mean, they're still slaying us, but like they're serving and protecting the people that they exactly. were designed they're to serve right, and protect, serving like and protecting white property and white bodies. Yeah, that's the okay, and I think that that's the underlying thing that irks me so the white property part because someone lost their life and people did not mind they're just like okay this is awkward (laughs) this is real quiet but then somebody break a window and all of a sudden it's uh uh that is illegal you should not be doing that baby gucci don't care about you (laughs) gucci could care less That she was crying and stuff too. She kind of never did shit to y'all. Okay, what size does Gucci make in your clothing? Uh, And when you walk in Gucci, are they going to be following you around? Yes, they are. Exactly. So Gucci did do something to you specifically because I'll be going to Gucci store because I can't afford nothing there. On the same note of um, Shekinah Joe, like I mentioned, writing a dissertation about Gucci and whatever, I think it's. It'd be worthwhile to kind of discuss the other celebrities who have been getting canceled or their coon chips activated <laughs> for the things that they're, that they're saying in regards to their protest and, you know, all the looting that's um, going on right now. Okay. Who are some of the ones that you've seen? Desi Banks, for one. He's the guy that does all the comedy He's on Instagram and uh-huh. Twitter. Yeah. Like, the niggas be like X, Y, and Z. And then also B. Simone as well. And I she- like her. Yeah, B. Simone as well. She um, okay. They were both saying peaceful protests is their message. Essentially, when they're like, I feel like first of all, B. Simone, hers was like, I'm a Christian woman, and so I'm gonna baby girl, (laughs) right? And then everybody like, girl, you be yelling about sucking dick up and down Instagram. That now all of a sudden you're a Christian woman and you're not gonna. Okay, yeah, she. So that was kind of that was inconsistent. Yeah, and then when she actually went to the a protest, I don't know which one. She was like sitting down and had the camera with her, her friend, like, "Thank you for coming with me." And then she was like, "Ooh, let's go at a protest." Baby girl, you could have stayed home. You didn't have to go. Uh, People were just saying like, "We see you. We see what you see. We see how you're moving." When things are actually important, when things actually matter. Yeah. And, you know, she got to that one million in her, in her bank account. And, and she, she was like, um, y'all need to sit down. This right. is not the way. I feel like um, 
these like little celebrities or what do you social media famous people yeah. i think that they think that they have more influence than they mm-hmm. do i think that they feel like if they were someone like beyonce right and was like hey y'all like i think that the best way to go about this was x y and z first of all even if beyonce said we're yeah. not here for it but they think that okay let me try and push the people right. for better and it's like just no no we need you to be with us yeah and we in need this you moment. to open your purse okay <laughs> even we don't that's the thing people are asking you to go out there and protest if that's not who you are yeah and that's okay because we all have a partner revolution we're saying open your purse because we need some money to get this movement going yeah it's people out there who are protesting who right. are risking their lives they need bail money i think that right. that is so important they need legal representation yep. because like i heard that standing on a police car is like obstruction of justice or some it's that's the wrong justice. that's the wrong um statute it's but it's something it's something and yeah. i'm like what Right. What does that have to do? Like, nobody's being harmed. This is a piece of property. But you see, they protect that more than human life. And that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Because they were all quiet until people started looting, like you mentioned. Yeah. When George Floyd died, a lot of them weren't, like, rushing People were like... All right, it was crickets. The it was crickets. Were, were silent, and it wasn't until people got upset. Yeah, because you know the first step is like sadness, and then you start to get a little irked right. about it. Like, wait, hold a right. second. Right. So that's why I was like, ah, okay. I see how y'all, y'all, y'all niggas is moving. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like, didn't vibe with that. I thought it was it, it was weird. I think that any I'm honestly weirded out by anyone who's being like y'all need to be peaceful and don't get me wrong because we've had this discussion looting in a black neighborhood is going to yeah it's going to disproportionately affect your community looting on the magnificent miles of the world with these super nice okay they they don't care about you know they don't care about you they're gonna fix their windows but okay say you go to a poor black neighborhood you loot right. the local grocery store it's already a food desert so now that's boarded up so now people have to figure out their way to get somewhere exactly. else like okay now now you're doing too much yeah. but if you want to be heard by these big corporations with a bunch of money if it takes you busting their windows that they can replace tomorrow right. i don't think that that's the worst thing i don't either. ever and, and i live on the south side so i saw this happening for i actually saw people looting as i was walking home trying yeah. to get some food and it's like in my neighborhood we have a walmart and then on 30 was it 32nd 33rd we have the marianos mm-hmm. and then we have a walgreens that's pretty much it in that little vicinity and then we have the um the, the whole foods as well so when all the looting happened Next day, we, like, trying to find where we're going to get some food. Everything is boarded yeah. up. And I live in, like, a quote-unquote good part of yeah. the South Side. Yeah. And even then, we were still affected. You have to go hella far. And if you don't have a car... Then it's... And the, the public transportation isn't working. They're turning it off. Exactly. It's, it's not working off. how it's supposed to. Then it's like, now we're screwed. Right. And we are the people that this is all affecting. And then right. now we're getting affected on top of already being affected. Right. I think that that is... Um, due to a lack of planning and yeah. then a lack opportunity as well. There's some people in, in the whole scheme of like protesting and looting who are just being opportunistic. Absolutely. But you also think, and absolutely, undoubtedly, yeah. think about the state of the world we're living in though, right. right while this is happening. Like, okay, so we're in the middle of a global pandemic. True. There's people who are essential workers, so they might still be going to work making nickels and dimes. Right. 
or maybe they've been out of work so they haven't been making money the government gave them a twelve hundred dollar check to some people one time so and i'm not of course condoning crime because i'm technically not allowed to (laughs) but i'm saying if i was low on whatever that would be the opportunity for me to go get it for free yeah Agree, and, and then when I saw people looting, they were actually getting stuff that they need. Essentials, you know what I'm saying, because what else is that Walgreens besides? The yeah, you, you were know what I'm saying. Yeah, at so this like, point, some people are actually you know getting stuff that they need because this is the only time they can get it. Yeah, and then, they don't know where their next paycheck, next meal is going to come. Yeah, from. I get it. Then there's people who are um, looting like these high end luxury stores, not because they are going to have on those luxury outfits. They're about to go and sell it, right? And still come up. And come up on some money, yeah. stimulate their local economy. <laughs> and I know that that's not, okay. you know that's not the traditional way of thinking right. about it, but so I know if anybody got a Chanel bag, oh my, my god, <laughs> like, you know DM me. <laughs> no, but I think that people don't think about it from that standpoint. And then also, oh, like uh, overlay over all of it is people are mad. That's it. People are upset. So it's like. If you, if we just said something and you're like, dang, I didn't even think about that, then perhaps you haven't been looking at the situation from all sides. Exactly. A lot of people are just looking at it from the, oh my God, that's my local whatever. I wanted to go there. You're not thinking about anybody else but you. Because there's some people who, where all these stores are closed. Like me, I have the luxury of being ordered, able to order Uber Eats or something. Yeah. Because I have, you know, the financial support to do that. There's other people that they rely on those stores to get like low... Um, low cost food and yeah. they can make it last a long time but now that they're closed it's like what can they do for food yeah. it's like and then okay we're also fortunate to not have children that too what if you have Thank kids God. and you have to feed them and it's just a lot to consider so before you y'all need to be peaceful think about it yeah. first of all being peaceful when did that ever get anybody anywhere in, peaceful, in history being peaceful got black people sprayed down with fire hoses that got the rock rylers on them i'm literally so it's like if we peaceful if we not peaceful it don't matter because we still gonna get fucked up I'm, I'm legitimately thinking like over history when was there a time when peace um you know started making something change never the people in haiti would have never gotten their oh baby never yeah had they not got buck with the white people yeah and white people are inherently violent everything that they have acquired has been through Through violence violence. that is a good what has white people even and then we want to talk about looting um taylor brandon a girl that i went to school with at depaul you know taylor brandon yes she worked, uh, or she, yeah, I think she worked for a museum in San Francisco. Let's get on, let's talk about museums for a second. There wouldn't right. be no damn museums right. if it wasn't for looting. Right. You know, they talk about all these artifacts. This is from 16th century Senegal. Okay, put it Where back. Where you get that from? Right. Put that shit back. Right. Since y'all hate looting so much, put that, clear these museums out since y'all hate looting so much. Yeah. These, ha- uh, the houses that we built, roads, buildings. Give me back the bricks from the White House now. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> wait, we weren't y'all, getting paid. <laughs> y'all be looting people, labor, <laughs> artifacts. <laughs> it, there is no end to y'all looting, but we get some Chanel bags and all of a sudden it's 
Oh my god. It's black people are thugs and y'all need to stop. get out of here. Get out yeah. of here. White people have never been the uh the standard for morality or ethics <laughs> or nothing like that. So that's why I don't care about their opinion. If people need to lose and get your attention, which they did, then. that's what's gonna have to happen and y'all gonna have to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Yeah. My dad also made a very good point when um it was Related to the pandemic, people being outside and wearing masks when they wanted to or whatever. My dad was like, there are some people who have not been law-abiding citizens. They feel like the law was not built for them. So all of a sudden, y'all say some put on a mask and they're going to be like, this the one. (laughs) I I never, the law wasn't really my thing, but this time... I'm going to do ev- exactly what y'all say. Right. And I'm. it was a health crisis, you know, so yeah. that's, you have more incentive to listen, but that's the same authority that says all these other things. It's mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, and it, it's a disconnect. Also, it also goes to say, speaking on mass, just like, what, th- two, three weeks ago, they was marching on state capitals about opening up their local salons and their local gyms <laughs> and their local Red Robins. <laughs> Well, I promise you, Rare Robin is going to be there when yes. we all lift this ban. But for now, we have to make sure that we're all good and it's safe for us to go out there. And then the police, there wasn't no rubber bullets. There wasn't Nada. no tear gas. There wasn't no mace. Nothing. And they had AK. Bro, they were out whatever there. Whatever the hell that goes to call. AK whatever. They were out there doing the most and a half. And the police just standing there like, that's crazy. Right. Meanwhile, we stand there peacefully. And they like. They're saying, you know, bullets. All of a sudden, we got a curfew. Mind okay. you, coronavirus has been, been around since last November. We ain't never had a curfew until people got mad. Because people were protesting. I feel like that curfew thing is illegal. It I think I've be. seen. And I, we on Lori Lightfoot here for that shit, too. You up next <laughs> after we done with this shit. <laughs> And this, I just hate, Lori is such a likable little individual, like, oh, cause. But she be on BS, but BS she, just like every other mayor is. You can't trust politicians across the board. Yeah. If they're a good politician, they're probably not a politician. At, cause, that's a I mean, very come on good now. point you make. All the good ones, they get their asses out of here. Yeah. Whether it's through death it, or not getting reelected. Yeah. A good someone who's good and actually for the people is going to ruffle feathers of right. those individuals in power or whatever. Yep. So you are very right about that. So in thinking of, you know, what's been going on, the reactions we've been seeing, do you think or do you have a, a positive outlook on what's next? <laughs> <laughs> you like could you that way. could you say anything good <laughs> right now? Um, okay. I think that the one positive that will probably become of this is that and it's sad that it's because of public embarrassment. Yeah. But I think that these companies and these businesses are going to actually start taking a look inward yeah. at the things that they've, they've been saying. We're diverse and we promote these kinds of things and we do that. And now that we're like, okay, so y'all are sad about George Floyd. Okay. What are the receipts? Yeah. Of what's going on in your company. Right. And now they're about to be embarrassed. Like, oh, yeah, we said, but yeah, it's only one black person here. Yes. It's like, there's no way that you are actually living up to these values right. unless it reflects. Mm-hmm. So I think that perhaps people are going to start making change. Like, my high school sent out an email oh. being like, <laughs> we support. And I responded saying, I I disagree. <laughs> You know, and it's not yeah. like, okay, um, high school was a while ago for me, but my experiences there were not 
positive and culturally rich. It was a mostly white high school. I stuck with my little group of friends because that's what I felt most comfortable with. But they have a lot of work to do. So I responded. And fortunately, they call me back like, we'd love for you to help us implement some of the suggestions that you made. I know. So I'm excited about it. But it's like... Y'all didn't send out that email until something terrible right. happened. Then y'all had to pretend that y'all been doing a good job. And let's just be real. Y'all haven't been doing a good job. And that's okay. Now you have a chance to switch it up. I agree 100%. What do I you think, think I saw your, your tweet saying kind of like how you were like one of a few black girls in the, in the gifted program. Two. Which is ridiculous. And I can kind of like. Um, relate to that and the fact that even from middle school when I was like in a quote-unquote gifted or like more honors like classes it was me and that was it and maybe like maybe two of my other friends but we were in the same class yeah. you know it'd be like it wasn't a whole lot of us no. even when I got into it I was like whoa this what is like the- huge you know but then you, you progress in high school I was one of the few in like the higher level um courses I'm yes. just like what are y'all doing like are y'all not, are y'all intentionally not putting black kids, it was, it was a black kids, it would be like me, a whole bunch of white people and Asians. Yeah. You know? Are yeah. y'all not purposely putting the black kids in a position where they are able to excel right. in entry, not entry level, but like, you know, in those beginner courses so they can be offered the opportunity to be in these courses. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's the it, thing. What are you guys doing? It's, it's hard to believe like, okay, it's only two of us that y'all feel like are capable of doing this. Right. Like, I don't believe it. I yeah. actually have a friend that I know for sure She's probably intellectually, she's smarter than me. Mm-hmm. She was from out West. And I think that there might've also been some bias in that maybe they weren't as familiar with her grade school sure. coming into high school. So like, okay, let's just be safe and put this girl who, you know, yeah. like there's no way she wasn't just as capable as me, but she wasn't in there. So yeah, they definitely don't do enough because it, it does at me in middle school and in high school, I shouldn't have to fight to be in these classes. No, you know, I had to put myself in these positions to be. Did in you? Them. Yeah, oh, it wasn't see, like that... recruiting. You okay, know, I was see. like, I had to pick these because I knew I could do it, and y'all not y'all was not finna hold me out of taking these classes. See, that was not wow, and that put me in a great position for college. You know, when I got to college, I had to take certain classes. College I was, was already, cool. Right. I was already done with that. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it put me in a great position, and I want them to extend the opportunity because my my high school was diverse yeah we ain't got them we ain't got them but two high schools in my town so okay it, it had to be diverse yeah we, we couldn't walk around that but it was not diverse in the classrooms where it was considered like higher and honestly that made for such an isolating experience yeah there was one other black girl for me and then one of my close friends a new an indian girl those were the people who i latched on to yeah. in my classrooms and don't get me wrong some of the girls in my classes were fine like but we didn't rock like that like we were not that close right. so to go to school every single day i looked forward to lunch because i could sit at a table full of black girls and talk yeah. about black th- you know like right. but other than that you're sitting in the classroom and there's also um just underlying cultural things like their jokes and you know like the the common knowledge oh did you see that thing and you know that song right. i don't know any of this <laughs> so you're just in there like mm, the workplace as well oh my god i feel like that in the workplace <laughs> when i tell you i'm the only black not person black girl in my hub i'm the only black girl in my office as well it's like 
I feel so, un- I talked to one of the um, managers, I told you this before we started recording, but he reached out to me just to kind of get my experience like in the program that I'm in and like what my thoughts are. He's one of the few black managers, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I told him, he's like, this is going to stay between me and you. I'm That's gonna, good. You know, I have yeah. a conversation with the uh, VP of our department and I want to bring this up to her. Yes. And I was like, oh, when I told y'all we're in, bruh, I was like, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable yeah. because I don't see no one here that looks like me. Yeah. I can't relate to anything that they're doing. And I feel like a lot of them were put onto game that I wasn't put onto until yeah. it was over with. And right. I couldn't even put myself onto that. Right. So I think it kind of stunted my growth within the company. Yeah. So... How do you see yourself going in an environment like that? You, when everybody is white, even in the next rows, everybody is white. There's a few Asians here and there. There's two, there's these two black boys, but you know, they're, they're, they're those type of black boys. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Um, so it's like, for I'm anyone just, who doesn't know, uh, let's say they probably don't associate with their, with their blackness as, as much. much. Yes. Yeah. You do. Okay. Those type of black boys. So it's like, ain't no, I don't have no ally. It's me. Yeah. And that is. It's me. So and I, so I was really happy when one of the um, white girls um, in my office, she reached out like, hey, Merv, just wanted to check in with everything that... going on and wanted to extend, you know, my support. Just know you have an ally in me. You know, I'm doing what I can on my part, like praying and donating as much as I can, you know, just telling me to be safe. I was like, bro, when I saw that, I was like, and that came before anything came from leadership. You know what I'm saying? I got a similar. So it's like email from someone. That's so tough. Being, yes. It's such a lonely experience. And don't get me wrong. I feel like um my colleagues are some of the best batch of white people that I've met. <laughs> and I know <laughs> because I don't know. I feel comfortable yeah. with them. But this this is a different time. Like this, uh, everything that's yeah. going on right now, this is a different level. That's why of... I said I'm so glad we were not in the office. Oh, honey. Because I, I probably would have had to quit. <laughs> Everybody's like do do do, like nothing's going on. Yeah, you sit in there press. And I can't even come. In. What if I want to come with a Black Lives Matter shirt? I can't do that because I'm first. Of all, I'm the only Black girl, and it's gonna look odd. We don't know why they <laughs> nobody care about what's going on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think being being the only Black woman is quite the experience. Yeah. Like I said, I'm same thing in my office. I'm so fortunate though that there are Black. There's uh, one black woman, one black woman in a, in other offices <laughs> yeah. of my organization and I get to talk to them candidly. Yeah. Call like, okay, what's the tea? Talk to me. Having that feels very good. Yeah. And I would wish that. No, I have a couple. Every... I have okay. a couple of those. One's in Minnesota and then one's in Austin. Like... Okay, so we all have that same experience. Yeah, so We're like, like our, in our own way, office. But in my day to day, you don't have not, someone it's not, right there. It's not yeah. there. But yeah. those, those two that I, I met, they rock. Especially the one in Austin. Uh, her name is Risha, by the way. Hey, Risha. <laughs> uh, um, she real cool. I met her like when we first started. It was like a training or whatever. But like we be you know interacting on social media. Yeah. Like she got her stuff. I support her. She, I got my stuff. She yeah. support. That's that's the type of experience I would want within the office. Yes. Though, I'm saying. Yeah, and so. I think that this everything that's going on will be a push for organizations to start looking at that. Like, okay, something just happened in the black community. Is sad. Who can we look to? Oh, there's only one person in our <laughs> office. And then you don't want to overwhelm that one yeah. person because sometimes, honestly, sometimes I don't want to talk. Sometimes I don't want to give y'all the answers. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that y'all had the answers. Yeah. I wish that y'all knew how to, you know. That's why I have a hard time giving him that that um, that leeway because what's what's not clicking? What's not being understood? <laughs> it's such a simple concept. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, the concept is so simple. It's like I can't. Be compassionate with you. Be empathetic because it's such an easy thing to understand. Why are you not understanding it? 
I don't care if he comes. You gonna be a strict parent, huh? No, I'm gonna be a chill parent. I'm gonna be a chill parent. But I'm just saying, like to white people, it's different. I have a different type of love. That's not the same. But it's it's like what's not clicking? Yeah. It's so many books out here. It's so many speakers that came before all of us that's been talking about this. Yeah. Been talking about this. Been on y'all y'all TV shows. What is not clicking? As you mentioned earlier, a lot of companies are going to be, you know, forced to come out and be like, but we don't have any white people. And I've seen that mm. actually recently with a lot of the makeup brands. I've seen one today. The pull up or shut up. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, there's only four black people yeah. here. Like, bro, what are you like, saying? We're only 1% black. We're only 2%, 3%. I saw a couple companies that were in the 15%. I was like, okay, y'all are. Y'all coming up, and that's what's sad is that like oh yeah fifteen percent like that's right <laughs> and and it, it's one thing like okay black people only make up they say like thirteen to fifteen percent of the country so like okay that's one thought but there are certain industries that we are so heavily influential in that we it does not foundation. make sense we are the foundation yes it doesn't make sense for Especially you to have in, in the music bro I don't understand bro. how every head of everything is white it makes no when sense. Black people created just about every single genre there is. If not every single one. If if they didn't create it, it was a branch. <laughs> right. It came from this sound. Yeah. So it's like, how is it that we are the creators of music, period? And anybody can go toe to toe with me on that if they want to. How is it that we're the creators, but we don't, we're not see we're at they're not at the top yeah we're not and even the people that are like uh, the artists they don't even see the amount of money that they should be seeing that's a whole nother conversation the ceos the vps they're the ones they're making bank off of y'all yeah look it's a mess big fish little fish it's a mess but again hopefully these companies start to be better about it the only i i want them to be better i want them to um get ahead of the narrative yeah because if it's like, all right, we we just have to post on social media that we only have one black person, <laughs> then they're going to be hiring, then they're going to hire some black people, then those black people are going to come into an environment right. full of people who feel like they're not qualified because go. they got hired after they posted a black yeah. box, you know? And that's our experience regardless, honestly. The amount of times, and I tweeted about this today, when someone says, how did you get this job? Did you know somebody there? Like, did you come into a program or right. whatever? Those questions are saying, like, no way you're qualified for right. this job. Absolutely no way. Then you're just sitting there awkward, like, no, nah, I just applied off the like, website. In America, who could I know? We down here. Who could I know? Who could I know? I'm a lawyer, bro. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> who do I know? Like, who do we know? We're not seen. But we're not going to be ran out of these places because we know we deserve to be there. That's the, We went to school for this shit, so we're going to be there whether you like it or not. We're qualified for whatever the position is that we're going to get. And yeah. that's what's sad about it. People are going to be in their positions overqualified for the yeah. job. And people are going to be like, dang, she came in after they posted the black box. No, she should have been had the job. Had y'all it. were just doing a terrible job. Y'all, at what... y'all finally hired her right. after job posted. Let's let's get that straight. That's the thing. There's a lot of qualified applicants so that come through, many. but y'all don't be hiring them. And that's why we at y'all next. next. Right now. Period. Yeah. It's, I don't know, that qualification thing. Look, to everybody who gets hired after the black box movement, 
live in that stand in that you are qualified for that job and we know that you've been qualified for Period. that job sorry that they're just realizing right. your worth but stand in if that's a job that you wanted and you knew you qualified and you did well in that interview stand in that yeah don't let nobody tell you how did you get this girl I applied next matter of <laughs> fact i'm not even gonna answer you i got somewhere to be like don't ever let nobody hold you especially not in no corporate america yeah obviously you got to know tread lightly like we all do yeah but every single day don't let nobody hold you if you if you feel like you're gonna go off walk away walk away and keep it at that because don't let nobody run you out of places that you know you're supposed to be that you belong in yes period because you have the qualifications and hell you want to be there so i'm excited for the booming jobs what's up Let me go ahead and get my resume out. <laughs> Dust this mug off. I'm interested to see what this is about to look like in the law because, baby, it's terrible. When I say terrible. But, again, it's cyclical. To get into law school, where did you go to undergrad? You right. had to have gone to undergrad, first right. of all. Then where you went to undergrad is based on where did you go to high school? And right. did you do good there? It's just so many problems. Let me just shut up for today. I like that. Out of all of this, is like we're there. People are finally putting respect on black businesses and black organizations because, like, y'all are being forced to see us. We've been here, we've been doing our part. It's y'all that are in our ways, yes. So, if you're not going to pull up, you need to shut up and get out of our ways and let us do what we got to do, yes. I'm excited also about all the threads that I'm finding on Twitter of yeah. black owned stuff. Yes. And I always like when you go on Google, it's just so hard to find Chad, when you go like, on Pinterest. This let me go on Pinterest real quick. Y'all need to stop playing with me when I type in a black girl in X, Y, and Z. I mean a black girl, not a white girl dressed in black. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Dead serious. Wait, the fact that when you type in like hair or whatever, then you gotta put black. Black uh, girl. Like, come yeah. On. You know what I mean. Right. You didn't see me search before. Right. But yeah, I've been getting my life in these threads and these buying are... things. I'm decorating. Yeah, I'm I will. I will post some in our description as well. If anybody wants to check them out, I'm gonna link y'all. Through, oh yeah, to yeah. The threads okay, yeah. So y'all can kind of check out some of the black-owned businesses that are, Let's... you know, out I've been there. getting life. Yeah, honey. that need the support. Like we have to support one another. We 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 have seen that we cannot trust them to do this for us. We have to support we our own community. It. Yeah, it's true for sure. I think that's it for today. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, roommates, this is Merv. This is Embria. And remember you to follow us on all of our socials. It's readtheroompod at gmail.com. What? If you want to email us. I'm but you know what? Time is getting, time is getting tumultuous. If you got a lot to say. Yeah. If you <laughs> got something to say, like you got something, you can send it anonymous. And when we anonymous, like if you got something on your heart. And you just gotta get it out. Send it to us, and we'll read it for you. Yeah. Or if you want something that you want have you want you want advice on, or okay, I think that this would be a good um, seeking advice moment. If yeah. your employer, oops, if your employer is doing some weird stuff, or you don't like how they worded right. the email, or if you, this is a really difficult time to yeah. be going through alone. And if you don't have peers who are black in that space. Talk to us. We are here because, for you, roomies. Yeah. And as I was trying to say, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Read the Room Pod. Yes. Um, and then you can email us with any thoughts, concerns, whatever the case may be, at readtheroompod at, at gmail.com. And on that note, again, bye. This has been Merv. This is Embria. Girl. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. bye. <laughs>